Welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha, a podcast shared by David Roylance. This podcast is dedicated to guiding you to completely eliminate the discontent mind and the suffering it causes by attaining enlightenment. Learn and practice the teachings of Gotama Buddha that will guide you to fully attain a peaceful, calm, serene, and content mind with joy. To support this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha or visit buddhadailywisdom.com where you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online learning resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Now, here's our teacher to share more. Hello and welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha. I'm really pleased that you decided to join us today because we're going to be doing a live guided meditation. We're going to be doing breathing mindfulness meditation as well as loving kindness meditation. This is an opportunity that we have here on Saturdays for people to come together and actually join in doing meditation together as a way to encourage, support, and motivate people in their meditation practice. And what we're going to be doing in another two weeks is we're going to be doing our Pali Canon and English study group where we're going to be learning the words of the Buddha in English. So this session and one more session on January 2nd will be meditation only. And then at the end of meditation, we'll take it questions. But starting in just two weeks, we're going to be doing a study group at the end of our meditation. So we'll meditate for probably about 10 minutes or so and then move right into learning the Pali Canon in English. We're going to be using these books, Buddha Wajana, which means the words of the Buddha. And there's 13 books in the series that are direct translations of the Buddhist teachings. These are just purely his words from the Pali Canon in a consolidated version which is in 13 different books. So if you've ordered a set of these, or if you would like to use the PDFs online, which I have a few of those there, or you would like to just join to do meditation and study along with the group, you're welcome to do that. If you have access to these books, I think you'll get a much better experience in learning the Pali Canon in English during our Saturday sessions. So you're welcome to join us each Saturday here for meditation and for studying the Buddhist teachings. Today, we're going to be doing breathing mindfulness meditation, loving kindness meditation, and then open up for any questions that you might have after meditation, either about meditation itself or anything on the path to enlightenment related to Gautama Buddha's teachings. And this is where we actually share the teachings through our online classes three times a week. So on Sunday, we're doing a talk related to this book, Developing a Life Practice, The Path That Leads to Nibbana. And tomorrow we'll be in chapter 21, which is Do No Harm, What is the Future of Our Planet? And we go week by week on Sunday. Every single week, we take a different chapter. And we're getting ready to start that program over in about another month, starting from the beginning of the book. So on Sunday, we're going to be doing a talk and taking questions each Sunday on the teachings of this book. Then on Wednesdays, we do guided meditation, either breathing mindfulness meditation or loving kindness meditation. 
and we also do chanting as well. So we will rotate every three weeks between one week being breathing mindfulness meditation, the next week being loving kindness meditation, and then the third week being Buddhist chanting. So this Wednesday is our time to do Buddhist chanting and learn and study and practice Buddhist chanting. So between Sunday, Wednesday, and Saturday, there's three times a week where you can join us right here live, either in this Facebook group, on YouTube, on Twitch, Periscope, or our podcast. And if you happen to miss the live class, it's always being recorded and available for you in one of those venues, either in Facebook, YouTube, the podcast, Twitch, or Periscope. So you can always watch back the live sessions that we have in order to keep your studying, your learning going. The idea is, is that the path to enlightenment is an independent journey. It's an independent journey where you're actively learning the teachings and implementing them into your life so that you can see that they're actually truth. There's no belief in Gautama Buddha's teachings whatsoever. It's all about seeking guidance from a teacher where you can learn the teachings and then implement them in your daily life and actually see the truth for yourself to experience and acquire wisdom. Because when you see the teachings are true, as you learn them and implement them in your life, when you see that truth of the teachings, you will then have wisdom and then the mind will start functioning differently through this newfound wisdom. And one of the things that we do as this path progresses is we do meditation. And meditation is an active, dedicated, independent, purposeful training session where we're actively training the mind to either eliminate certain qualities or cultivate certain qualities. And with breathing mindfulness meditation, we're eliminating the unwholesome quality or the unwholesome root of craving, desire, attachment, because this is the source or the cause of all discontentedness. And in breathing mindfulness meditation, we're developing or cultivating mindfulness or awareness of mind and training the mind to let go. Then when we get to our loving kindness meditation, we're eliminating the unwholesome root of hatred, anger, or ill will. That's being eliminated from the mind. And we're cultivating this loving kindness or active goodwill towards all beings. And that's what we're accomplishing during this training session, which are two of the primary problems that Gautama Buddha discovered in the mind. We're working to actively eliminate them through our meditation session today. So I would like to invite you to pull up a chair, pull up a meditation cushion, lay on the floor, whatever position you would like, either seated, standing, or lying. So go ahead and get comfortable in a position to your choosing. Most of us will probably start out in the seated position. That's a very common position for meditation. From the seated position, typically you're going to be cross-legged. And if you're cross-legged, be sure that you're not crossing your legs too tightly. If you cross your legs really, really tightly, you're going to end up inhibiting the circulation and your legs will kind of fall asleep and it'll be more challenging for you to meditate. And you should never feel pain during meditation. If you feel pain at any point in time, just change position. Move your hip or 
open up your legs a little bit, maybe lay down or stand, take another position because we need to get to the mind in order to actively train it. And if the mind is just experiencing pain all the time throughout your meditation, then you're not going to be able to actively eliminate these certain qualities and cultivate the qualities that we're looking to cultivate. So get your lower body to the point where it's comfortable. I'm in a chair teaching, so my legs are probably going to be crossed at the ankle or flat on the floor, whichever feels most comfortable at that particular moment on that particular day. Then the upper body, you should have your spine nice and erect where your muscles are engaged. By keeping the muscles in your upper body engaged, this keeps the mind active, attentive, and alert, which is important during meditation. We don't want our mind to kind of doze off or sleep because then it's not being actively trained. So by keeping the upper body erect, keeping the spine erect and the muscles engaged, you ensure that the mind remains active, attentive, and alert. Your hands and arms, there's a lot of different options here. Gautama Buddha, or the Buddha, he placed his right hand on top of his left with his thumbs together, and then he placed that in his lap. And if that's comfortable for you, feel free to use it. If it's not comfortable, you can take some other options, which are maybe your palms on your thighs or your palms on your knees, maybe your arms on the armrest of a chair. Some people like to put their palms up in the air on their thighs, whatever is comfortable for you so that your lower body is nice and stable and comfortable. Your upper body is erect with the muscles engaged and your hands and arms are just relaxed comfortably to the point where your body almost doesn't even exist. Next, Close the eyes and start breathing in through the nose and out through the nose, taking some nice natural breaths. Breathing in and out. Breathing in and out. Now with your eyes closed and breathing in through the nose and out through the nose, I would like you to fixate the mind on the breath. Fixate the mind on the sound of the breath or the sensation of the air entering into the nose. Breathing in and out. Breathing in and out. Wherever your mind starts to wander or has thoughts, cut those off, let them go, and bring the mind to the breath. The breath is the present moment. Breathing in and out. Breathing in and out. 
mind can reside peaceful, calm, serene, and content in the present moment. So that's why we use the breath to fixate the mind on the breath. But the mind's going to want to wander. And as it does, wherever you notice that, just cut it off, let it go. Bring the mind to the breath, the present moment. No need to feel guilty, shameful. You haven't done anything wrong. It's just the mind being the mind. It always wants to be somewhere else other than right here in the present moment. But you're training it to be in the present moment so that you can control it. Breathing in and out. Breathing in and out. I'm going to do some chanting to kind of ease us into meditation a little bit more. And then I'll be back with some more guidance. Arahang Samma Sammoto Makawa Potang Makawandang Apiwati Ami Sawakato Makawata Tamo Damang Namasami Sopatipano Makawato Savaka Sankho Sankhang Namami Napmodhasapakavato Arahato Sammasamputasa Napmodhasapakavato Arahato Sammasamputasa Napmodhasapakavato Arahato Sammasamputasa Iti piso mahakawa arahang samasamhoto vichacharanang samhuno 
सखातोरोकावितु should be breathing in through the nose and out through the nose. Just establish a nice consistent breath. No need to control it or force it. Just breathing in and out. Whatever feels comfortable for you. Breathing in. And out. Bring the mind to the breath. The present moment. The sound of the breath or the sensation of the air moving over the skin into the nose. The breath is the present moment. Breathing in and out. Breathing in and out. If the mind wanders either to the past, the future, has thoughts, ideas, perceptions, wherever you notice this, just cut it off, let it go. Bring the mind back to the breath, the present moment. Breathing in and out. Breathing in and out. The more you do this each day, two or three times a day, you will gain more and more control over the mind, where it will become still, quiet, and peaceful. But you have to do the work. Breathing in. And out. Breathing in and out. The 
mind's going to want to search and hold on to thoughts. It's going to want to look in the past or the future. It's even going to want to hold on to my voice. So I'm going to be quiet and let you go inside, look within, and just focus on the breath, training the mind to be content just focusing on the breath and only the breath you have nowhere to go you have nothing to do no one needs you right now just focus only on the breath and then I'll be back soon for more guidance Breathing in. And out. Breathing in. And out.
breathing in and out. Breathing in and out. Now we're going to do a loving kindness meditation. When you hear me say the affirmation, just repeat that in the mind on the out breath. Here you're cultivating active goodwill towards all beings. So when you hear the affirmation that I speak, just repeat that in the mind on the out breath. Breathing in and out. Breathing in. May I be peaceful. safe. May I be well. May I be free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes. May we be peaceful. May we be safe. May we be free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes.
May all beings in the heavenly realm be peaceful. May they be safe. discontentedness in the suffering it causes. beings in the human realm be peaceful. May they be safe. free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes. beings in the animal realm be peaceful. May they be safe.
May they be well. May they be free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes. May all those in the afflicted spirit's realm be peaceful. be safe. May they be well. free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes. May all beings in the hell realm be peaceful. May they be safe.
they be free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes. Focus the mind on the breath, back to breathing mindfulness meditation, breathing in and out.
everyone. I would just like to take this opportunity to remind you that what we're doing in loving-kindness meditation is we're cultivating our mind to cultivate this loving-kindness, this active goodwill towards all beings without judgment. So this week, since we studied the five realms, I just went through each of the five realms, and the idea is, is that we cultivate in our mind active goodwill without judgment for these beings. And notice that I didn't do an all beings at the end because once I went through all five realms, that's all beings. We've already done all beings because we did each realm individually. Doesn't mean we couldn't have done all beings, but we've already essentially done that by covering each of the five realms. So whether you construct these based on realms, based on 
challenging uh, relationships that you have in your life, whether you do this based on relationships that you've had in the past that you have hatred or anger or ill will for, you're interested to create these rings that become larger and larger and larger that essentially eventually start with you and then cover all beings and put in there individual rings of groups of people or individuals that you need to cultivate active goodwill towards or that you're looking to maintain if you already have active goodwill towards certain people or certain groups of people and you're looking to maintain that and bolster that support it and encourage it and don't allow it to fade you can include them into your loving kindness meditation as well and this is to cultivate active goodwill without judgment in your mind so that when you're around these people that you then have this active goodwill and then it will influence your intentions your speech and your actions when you're around these people and by you putting off goodwill and non-judgment and this active interest in seeing others be well and be peaceful then by you practicing in that way that's what will come back to you over time If you've been an angry person, if you've had hostility or aggression, resentment, some of these discontent feelings, you need to change your mind first. And it's going to take six months, a year, two years, perhaps, maybe longer to develop and cultivate this mind of active goodwill. But the more that you're doing this type of meditation and practicing loving kindness in daily life, right, you're practice doesn't just exist when you're meditating your meditation is part of your practice but it really is a life practice so you need to take this active goodwill without judgment that you're cultivating in meditation and bring it into your daily life where now you're talking with people politely kindly friendly and respectfully and by doing this The more and more you do this in your life with the relationships that you're in, the more you will see those relationships start to transform, whether it's personal relationships or business relationships, you will see that life becomes more and more peaceful because you're becoming more and more peaceful. This entire practice, this entire path is all about you training your mind. There's nothing in this practice where we need to go out and fix other people. That's the problem in the unenlightened mind, is the unenlightened mind thinks that it's the world that is the problem, that we need to go out and fix this world, right? And the world just needs to be a certain way. And as soon as the world's a certain way, all of a sudden you're gonna magically be peaceful, right? Well, that's not how it works. You've gotta create the peacefulness in your mind by looking inward and developing that inner contentment which part of that is cultivating loving kindness in the mind. So I would like to just stop here and see if there's any questions either coming in from Facebook, YouTube, or Zoom. You're welcome to type those into the comment section and our moderator, Max, will ensure that your question gets asked and I'll answer it. If there are no questions, that's fine too. I'll just wish you guys all a very happy holidays and we'll finish. But I would like to at least give you guys a chance to ask any questions from this week of what we're studying about your meditation practice, about anything on 
the path to enlightenment. I'd like to ask a question, David, about the realms of existence. So uh, in the past, I'm sure I've heard the heavenly realms referred to as realms, plural. Are there multiple realms within this heavenly realm? And is there any use in us subdividing them or do we just treat it as one realm? It's just one realm based on the way Gautama Buddha discussed it and based on what I understand from my experiences. He did talk about different beings within the heavenly realm, different beings, but he only described five realms. Now, since his death, there's been people that have changed his teachings because of impermanence. They've slowly changed to the point where now today they're almost invisible. They're practically invisible and have disappeared from the earth. But if you go back to his original teachings as documented in the Pali Canon, he talks about five realms. You'll have people that talk about six realms, nine realms, 32 realms. You hear all these different numbers. And this is one of the reasons why we're going to be studying the Buddha Vajna books starting on the 9th of January is because what I've been sharing in the group learning program over the last year, because we did it twice for six months and six months, and what I share and all the resources that I provide are all from the Pali Canon and from my own experience. And I think it's really important to confirm in a practitioner's mind, what did the Buddha actually truly really teach? And when you see it in print, and you see his own words, and you see how he articulated it, how he had certain phrases and word choices, you will be so well-versed in his teachings that when you see something that isn't his teachings, you'll know that. It's like developing a relationship with a friend. You can have a friend develop a relationship, you know their word choice, their phrasing, their tone, their temperament, their personality. If somebody comes to you and says, you know, Barbara said this, 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 Barbara wouldn't say something like that. You know that Barbara wouldn't say something like that because you've known her for too long. You know her personality. Well, when you dive into the Buddhist teachings in these books, you become so intimately familiar with his word choices, his phrasing, his tempo, the way he speaks, that when you're on Facebook and you see a little mem or you hear something or somebody tells you something that the Buddha said, you know yourself whether that's true or not. Whether you decide to address it or talk to that person or help them understand the truth is a whole nother question, but at least you'll know the truth. And it really helps to confirm what did the Buddha actually really truly teach by going to the source of his teachings and you can see it in black and white for yourself. And then you don't believe it. You practice what you read. Because when I picked up these books, I didn't believe anything that was in them. I practiced it to see if it was true. And then as I did and I saw the wisdom in the teachings and the condition of the mind continually improve, that's how I know these teachings are 100% the truth. Because I saw it with my own eyes, I investigated the teachings, practiced them, saw the wisdom in them, that they were in fact the truth. And then I saw the condition of the mind gradually improve. And that's how I know they're the truth. So I've based all the teachings that I share based on what Gautama Buddha taught and only what he taught from the Pali Canon. And then from my own experience of what I noticed works in my life, what 
Then I expanded that to teaching the students and the students started getting more and more progress and improvement since I've been teaching again for over two years now, I think maybe two and a half years. And then also the Thai people confirm with me that they're ordained practitioners that they consider to be enlightened and that they go to for teaching. They confirm with me, yeah, you're teaching the same thing they're teaching. So that's how I know with these four confirmations that what I'm sharing is the truth because it's in the Pali Canon. It worked for me. It works for the students. And it's what the Thai people are learning from their enlightened teachers that they consider to be enlightened here in Thailand. So these realms, it's these five realms, heaven, human, animal, afflicted spirits, and hell. Some people call that afflicted spirits. They'll call it like hungry ghosts or they'll have some other different names for it. But it's these five realms is what they'll refer to it as. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Thank you, David. It appears we have no more questions. Okay. Well, I will wish you guys a very wonderful, wonderful rest of today and invite you to come back tomorrow because tomorrow we're going to be studying chapter 21 in the book, Developing a Life Practice, The Path That Leads to Nibbana. That chapter is all about do no harm and what is the future of our planet and kind of taking these teachings that we've been discussing these realms, we've been discussing relationships, we've been talking about this path to enlightenment and how we cultivate these certain qualities of mind towards our personal and professional relationships and these different beings. And I'm going to help you see how the Buddhist teachings not only relate to these beings, but also to our planet as well. So I'd like to invite you to come back for that. And then on Wednesday next week, we're going to be learning chanting. So you're welcome to come for that. And then Saturday, which will be January 2nd next week, will be our last live guided meditation only with some questions at the end because the week after that we're going to go into the Pali Canon and English study group. So if you haven't already gotten access to these books, be sure to do that and start reading if you like because the chapters are actually kind of short. You know, each week we're going to be covering 25 chapters, but you'll probably read that in about 45 minutes, maybe an hour for some of them, but some of them you may even read the entire 25 chapters in 30 minutes because some of these chapters are like one page long or a half a page long and the book's like really, really, really small. So it may look like it's a lot of material because it's 25 chapters a week, but in reality, the chapters are actually quite small. You can probably read them fairly easily in about 30 minutes to an hour per week. And then the class will probably be hour and a half, two hours a week. And on the very first class, I'm going to teach you how to approach these teachings in the Pali Canon because it's not like picking up your average book and just reading it. You really need to investigate it. You need to understand some things and approaching it. But between now and then, two weeks from now, you can still pick it up and read it you may decide to reread those first 25 chapters after you hear my first talk on that very first Saturday. That first talk is going to be about 30 minutes long, 45 minutes long, if that. And then we're going to go right into actually studying the teachings that you've already read for the first 25 chapters. So I'll explain to you more how that's going to work 
two weeks from now. But between now and then, please go ahead and get access to these books and start reading them. And that'll help you prepare for the active study group that we're going to have starting two weeks from now. So in the meantime, we'll see you tomorrow, next Wednesday or Saturday. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To provide support for this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha. To access more teachings, visit buddhadailywisdom.com. There, you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Remember to establish a daily, consistent meditation practice, along with learning and practicing these teachings. A well-developed meditation practice is the foundation in which to train the mind to attain enlightenment.